0: When you think of a superhero, what jumps into your mind? Is it the power of flight, Herculean strength, super speed? Or is it just a jacked up movie star in spandex? Today, we're instead going to talk about a different type of hero. They are the caped crusader of your SaaS business, and they are your accounting and finance teams. It's kind of a letdown, right? Well, it shouldn't be. They are the ones that elevate your business by being the ultimate utility belt. They take care of compliance issues, operations issues, they ensure that the company grows as quickly as possible, and ultimately, they make sure that the bills are paid on time. They may not have the superpowers associated with the Green Lantern, but they sure use the green at their disposal to solve the kinds of problems that, if left unsolved, will result in disastrous consequences worthy of Galactus. No one has made accountants feel truly like superheroes more than Anna Curzon. As the chief product officer of Zero, Anna has accumulated the chops necessary to cultivate meaningful relationships with bookkeeping and finance professionals across the world. She has a deep understanding of partnering with small businesses and surrounding them with the proper tools necessary to tap into their inner superhero. Now, at the time of our interview, she was the chief partner officer over at Zero and now is that chief product officer, and the conversation we had with her exemplified her commitment to not only community but also in building relationships. We're going to go deep on how she cultivated this community worldwide and more coming up next. From Well Recur, it's Protect the Hustle, where we explore the truth behind the strategy and tactics of B2B SaaS growth to make you an outstanding operator. On today's episode, Anna Curzon talks about being a champion for small businesses, democratizing success with technology, why accountants are superheroes, when growth isn't the goal, and the number eight wire mentality. Chief partner officer. So, I read a couple of different versions of what, <laughs> what that was on the website and yeah, yeah. a couple of the publications. It seems like you're doing everything.
1: It's a hostile takeover. Don't yeah, tell yeah. Me about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what exactly is like you know being a chief partner officer?
1: Sure thing. So, being a chief partner officer, I think is the best job on the globe because we're here to help small businesses. And the way we do that is help the people that help small businesses. Mm. So if you think about Xero and our purpose, we are all about waking up every day to have a positive impact on the world by helping small businesses to grow and to thrive. Mm. And all our data sees is if those small businesses are using cloud apps, and if they have an accountant or a bookkeeper by their side advising them, they are disproportionately more likely to succeed. They are growing net profit more than the rest of the bunch. And so specifically, if a small business is using cloud apps, on zero using cloud apps, they'll be growing their net profit 30% faster than those that aren't. Oh wow. And if they have an accountant or a bookkeeper by their side, they'll be growing net profit 23% faster than businesses that aren't. So if our purpose is all about helping small businesses to thrive, uh, because they're going to be creating the jobs of the future globally, right? Then we know we need to support them with cloud apps to help them become more efficient and grow faster. And we also need to help our accountants and bookkeepers to support them as well. So that's my job. Is to wrap my arms around uh, our ecosystem partners, our accountants and bookkeepers, give them what they need totally. to help small businesses to succeed.
0: Just just a super simple, straightforward job, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, super easy. <laughs> and, is,
1: and
0: is the concept, is it, you know, it's because it's the ecosystem play, right? Yeah. You know, is, is the concept basically, you know, if, if we can help these businesses grow, they'll obviously love us as well. They'll be customers of ours. Is that kind of the idea? Or is there also like, you know, maybe value add for for you as a company with, you know, selling through these accounts? and things like
1: that? Well, I think first and foremost, because we are such a purposeful company here at Zero, and again, we love to see small businesses to grow. We love, you know, uh, hearing stories about them going from strength to strength. Mm. And uh, it's very important for us that we give them every chance of success. In New Zealand, we say a fair suck of the salve.
0: <laughs> okay. I have no <laughs> but, idea what that means. There you go. <laughs> but... Look it up on Google, but okay. it's
1: giving them the best opportunity yeah. globally because we feel, you know, the contribution that small businesses are making, Making to GDP globally. And when we look into the future, you know, jobs will need to be created more and more by small businesses. And so it's less about accounting and more about really helping to grow GDP, moving forward uh, globally, and doing that through small businesses. And so again, with ecosystem partners, we know that there's these amazing tools that we can offer our small businesses. And the cool thing is there's no opportunity we can't unlock. Mm. by being better together. Yeah. in working together, right, for these small businesses. So one begets the other, I think. I mean, yes, it's amazing through accountants and bookkeepers, they expose their small business clients to zero, but there's no way they'd be doing it if they thought that it wasn't going to help them succeed because they wouldn't be successful. And on the other side of the coin with our ecosystem partners, of course, you know, we want to expose them to a platform to help market their services to small businesses mm. because it'll help some businesses succeed and then, you know, it's a self reinforcing cycle the cloud app partners will also succeed
0: no that's super cool and so this is like call or i've heard you know called as well as like it's the complete value alignment right you exactly know, <laughs> what you're trying to do with what you know your customer's trying to do like everything's around growth yeah and like supporting that growth and with that in the company do you guys actually think about your goal of you know, lifting global GDP. Like is that some written down somewhere, like in terms of like a global goal?
1: Well, it is very much around again, you know, having a positive impact on the world by helping small businesses to succeed. Sure. And so we do talk about, you know, the ways that we can do that. And obviously, I read her I don't know if you know Mary Meeker, she's an amazing yeah. analyst. Well I don't know her personally, but would yeah, yeah. <laughs> love to meet her one day. Mary if you're listening. But I read through her two thousand sixteen deck about yeah. internet trends and One thing she'd said was she sort of lined up, if you you look at the last few decades, global debt is growing, GDP is lowering, we've got an aging population. And essentially she said, any business that can come in (laughs) and create efficiencies, create jobs, is globally orientated and uh, is internet based, hmm. will succeed, and we need more small businesses like that. Yeah. I remember reading that and going, Oh my God, that's the blueprint of zero. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think what we're also seeing now are governments approaching us hmm. because so many governments have a productivity agenda. Of course they do, every, every government does, right? How yeah. can we do more with less? And so they're seeing the efficiencies and the benefits that uh, our zero business customers are getting. And so they're coming to us now and sort of saying, well, how do we make this happen faster? Yeah. and and what is this cloud thing? <laughs> 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 this is an interesting thing. Is it
0: safe? Is it uh, yeah, 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 ah, yeah, that look, kind of and yeah,
1: Absolutely, and they're really interested in now. And so we're finding these take a step back and think about the ecosystem of zero Yes, it's about accountants and bookkeepers. Yes, it's about our amazing Cloud App partners. But it's also government and it's also the big businesses out there too that are servicing the small businesses. Sure. And so we want to make sure, again, that small businesses get the right terms with those big businesses, that they're not getting paper invoices. I mean, who is completely inefficient? So we're working uh, with big, big enterprise globally to say, hey, how can we affect your value chain in a really positive way and make things more efficient for you and our small business customers? So it's very much about being that champion globally, totally. the small business at the heart. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's kind of something, so we were walking around Sydney and there would be an accounting firm that we would just walk past and it was zero everywhere. Yeah. Like there were just logos, like we are a zero partner, yeah, yeah. all those different things. So has that been, you know, what do you think has really contributed to, you know, I won't name the other competitors in the room necessarily, but like, I don't see their, you know, signs and accounting offices. Like, what do you think has contributed to that that brand? Because we've been on, you know, at this point, you know, six of the seven continents, zero is something that has been mentioned in every continent, at least by someone that we've talked to in a non-bringing-it-up conversation. Like, What do you think has really helped you guys catapult to that kind of global brand, especially in the small Mm. business community?
1: Well, I think, uh, in essence, we understand that business is all about relationships. Mm. And so whenever we move into a new region, the first thing we do is pick up the phone and call accountants and bookkeepers and say, hey, you know, we're here, we'd love to talk to you. Here's our purpose. Here's what we want to achieve. How about you? How can we work together to make that happen? And for a lot of accountants and bookkeepers, some of them will be like, like yes, I love the cloud. I'm ready to move. And others will be uh, just at the beginning of that journey, and it can be quite scary. It's like, man, I'm going to have to change the way I do things. Uh, how will that affect Mary or Tom, who've been, you know, doing lots of data entrance and compliance, for example? So what we do is really seek to sit down with them and help to understand, help them to understand the change management process, and be their partner through uh, that change. And I think, you know, for us. Uh, that leads to a lot of equity in the relationship because it's not just about, okay, how many small business clients are you going to get on to zero? It's like, let's just talk about your business as an accountant or bookkeeper and how we can help you get sure. more efficient as well. Uh, so I think that's one thing. I think, too, we're very clear about our purpose and therefore our Cloud App partners, our accountants and bookkeepers are really the heroes and heroines of our of this movement, this amazing movement for small business. And there's a lot of pride in that. There's a lot of pride about saying, I'm part of this movement, I'm going to stick that zero sticker on my front window because I want people to know what I stand for. Cool. And then the third thing is it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of our values, is, is being human and beautiful. And I think you know, we're very humbled when we see our logo in front of an accountant or bookkeeper's window. But I think also too it doesn't look so shabby (laughs) you know it is a beautiful brand and it's a very simple brand but it does stand for something and that's what I love if people are prepared uh, to put our brand uh, next to their brand I'm just so grateful and um, we never take it for granted
0: yeah yeah no that's super cool and do you find you know if I I go a little bit more tactical on like the you're launching into a new market or into a new region or a city specifically You know, calling up the accountants and the partners and things like that. How much of a presence do you try to maintain locally? You know, obviously, you know, cloud is global. You can, you know, be in New Zealand and, you know, have obviously tons of customers in the United States and Europe. Yeah. But how you know how do you maintain that that local feel? Is it just kind of the things that you were talking about, brand, etc.? Or is, are you guys doing specific you know marketing, sales, etc. in those those particular yeah. regions?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great question because you know I think if you think about zero first single single-ledger cloud accounting platform, you know, on the globe, we were always global from day one. Uh, even from Rod's little apartment down in Wellington, that was the plan. As we've moved forward, one thing that has been our secret sauce or our formula, if you like is just staying really close to our partners. And so we have a group of account managers, senior account managers, that are there for partners. And in fact, I was at the um, US partner kickoff a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was in uh, Denver and San Francisco uh, with Ben Richmond, who's leading the partner team over there, and his crew. And it was just, there was so much energy as they started to map out their communities, and that's what they're called. Here's our community. We don't call it a region or a territory. Here's our community and so it's very much about reaching out to those partners in the community and saying hey we're running a breakfast or we're having an event come along meet other accountants or bookkeepers sure. in your region and let's have a chat about what's going on and how we can help you yeah. and from that point on you know decide you'd like to be involved in zero you've got one person who was attached. To your yeah. practice, who you can ring anytime, who is there to help you become successful and that's their core goal. And so it is very much about uh, being cognizant of the communities we operate in, making a positive difference there. And what I also find too is, and we had a lot of amazing partners in Denver when I was there, we hosted a lunch with some of our gold and platinum partners, and we were sort of going to talk a little bit about zero <laughs> and what we're doing, and we did a bit of that, and then we just sort of sat back because the accountants and the bookkeepers that were in the room started asking each other's other questions. Mm. How do you do that, and how do you handle this, and what have you found about this? And just sharing their collective genius. And it was yeah. so cool to see. And that's part of our job too, sure. is creating the platforms for that community to share ideas and knowledge and help each other and support each other to succeed as well. Sure.
0: Is there ongoing like meetups and groups in, in some of these different regions? Of course, okay. of course,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, we, we just need to keep the conversation going. Sure. And um, And so, yeah, it might be that, you know, you come along once and it's like, yep, I'm in, (laughs) or you come along once and go, I'm in, I need to go and talk to my partner. I'll bring her next time. (laughs) So absolutely, that's what we really wanna do is understand the community, understand how we can help and connect people together to build a network
0: that's cool and do you know any other SaaS company that's doing that for SMBs or smaller businesses we
1: are, We look we look at this all yeah. the time seriously because we go gosh who else can we learn from you know we don't have all the yeah. ideas who else can we learn from but Xero is such a unique you know uh, organization mm-hmm. a unique movement because if you think about it even five years ago we were a 10 year old business but if you're sitting in the states, who would you say sta- yeah, really stood for small business? If you're in the UK, who would you say really was that champion for small business? And I think you know, small business was hidden for so long. <laughs> Even if you think about banks, sure. you know, very hard to service them because they had quite complex lending needs. Their data was always out of date, and yet you didn't make a lot of money out of giving them you know huge loans like you sure. did with big business, right? So what we wanted to do was really, you know, democratise success for small business. And through our cloud apps, through single ledger accounting, what we can do now is uh, allow banks to get a full picture of those small businesses and really cost efficiently service them and understand their business and give them the the lending they desperately need and the capital they desperately need to succeed. And so I think it's been so cool. You know, we've really uh, focused on the rise and rise of small business and pivoting them into the spotlight and out of the shadows where they were for so long.
0: And also the accountant out of the shadows. Oh, yes. There's never been a
1: more exciting time to be an accountant. I tell you what. And, you know, it's so funny. I hear sometimes, oh, the robots are coming and the, you know, um, AI and machine learning will become, you know. But actually what I say to people and what I observe when I'm out with accountants and bookkeepers and they're visiting their their clients, you know, they'll they'll walk through a factory floor or they'll sit in someone's living room, (laughs) literally their client's living room, or at the kitchen table. Um, they'll sit in the office and they'll pick up things. They'll pick up the dynamics not right between the partners. They'll pick up something's happening at home. Mm. Uh, They'll pick up the vibe on the the factory floor. And it's all those things that make a really awesome partner Mm. because it's not just about the facts and figures. It's actually holistically about, you know, you as a small business owner and what's going on in your life in your family life with your business partner as well as the business and what we're finding now more than ever as accountants and bookkeepers is starting to really become those growth champions those growth consultants for small businesses and so they're understanding okay well if this is a situation with your partner let's talk about that this is what's happening at home let's talk yeah. about that too so often accountants say I'm like a, the psychologist I'm the accountant sometimes I'm a babysitter yeah. <laughs> you know this amazing sort of jack of all trades to support our small business clients. And a robot will never be able to look you in the eye and understand all that.
0: Exactly. And I think what's kind of funny is growing a business, I think one of the, the biggest learnings in the first, I would say 50 to 100 team members is that your finance and your accounting team, whether it's just one person or it's an outside partner, is actually more of a superhero than a compliance person. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they can help yeah. you
0: with basically like how fast should we grow? Where should we invest resources? Where we are, you know, investing the wrong resources. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and
1: I think one of the other things that we do want to do with machine learning and AI is give the tools to the accountants and bookkeepers so they can say to the small business, hey, uh, similar businesses to you in this region, you know, in this industry, around your size, we can see through the ratios that you're either performing above average or while you're making a great profit, you can do better, because we can see that with some of the, you know, your peers. Um, so what we can do now with our data and of course we never breach privacy sure. um, you know that's super important to us but we can start to look at these macro trends sure. and identify opportunities for accountants and bookkeepers to offer advice yeah. and one thing that's really interesting too we've just looked at it, um, done a series of benchmarking studies right across the globe is that we find when our partners go through the initial phase of moving onto the cloud so they take all the compliance work and you know they use zero to help manage that become more efficient. And then they go down one of three paths and it's either really supporting the clients with sort of HR services and payroll, succession planning, etc or they become a virtual CFO, so doing all the things that you've talked about, or they specialise and or they specialise in cloud app service. Now we can see the accountants that do offer uh, cloud app service and are resourcing up for that, so they're uh, providing advisory around how you should be using these guys for this and these guys for that, are growing net profit on average 60% faster than other practises that aren't offering any cloud app advice at all. So there's this real opportunity for the ecosystem community and our partners to work together. The whole tide rises (laughs) Um, in that respect because um, small businesses are winning because we know they'll grow net profit 30% faster if they're using the right apps. Cloud app partners are winning because obviously they're getting this better distribution opportunity and our partners are winning because they're earning more revenue of that. It's beautiful.
0: No, that's great. And, and what's kind of interesting is, you know, you, you mentioned machine learning and just creating zero, you know, made it so that accountants and, and finance teams could basically, you know, get out of the spreadsheet, if you will, and then making it beautiful made it even more productive, yeah. right? And then, yeah. um, you know, when you're adding machine learning and you're adding cloud apps, you're, you're, you're improving that efficiency considerably. And do you find that, like, is, is your biggest kind of, you know, gift to your, your partners is basically time? Like, in, yes. in your, is, is that basically the, the biggest yeah, gift? It, yeah, look, it
1: is. And it, it's really interesting. We find with both businesses and accountants that the one number one thing they talk about that they need more of is efficiency. Mm. If you could help me become more efficient, it'd be awesome. And interestingly enough, some small businesses say, my priority isn't growth. Because if I think about growth, uh, if they're not using cloud apps and stuff, They just think having to hire more people, more time away from the family. So, oh, ouch, why would I want more growth? But they are saying, I want to be more efficient. So, and this is why government's getting, you know, really interested in what we're doing because they're sort of saying, wow, if we can help small businesses to grow without the growing pains through efficiencies, and that applies to accountants and bookkeepers as well, we can help you know, the whole community reach yeah. their goals. And that might just be more time with the family. Sure. It might not be, you know, great, I'm going to expand and move into more regions. Yeah. You know, that is the unique decision for every small business owner and every partner. But if we can give them back that gift, it gives them choices.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. And I think it's one of those things where, like when we we know some of your cloud app partners and, you know, we, we know a lot of accountants that use yes. you guys at least. Um, and so... What's fascinating is that, you know, some people it's more leisure and, and a lot of people it's that CFO route, right? Yes. That they're allowed to kind of, you know, be proactive and things like that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, what our partners say to us that are focusing on that virtual CFO type service is, gosh, I can only really manage seven to eight of those clients uh, that need that service of me. What we want to do is help them become so efficient and, oh my gosh, you know, through Zero HQ and other tools and our uh, curated partners that are integrated into Zero HQ, we to allow them to you know have like 30 of those clients and through ai and machine learning service up the advice that's fit for purpose so they're that's making cool. the having the right conversation at the right time
0: yeah and, the, and i mean there's there isn't another company i would argue positioned with the data set to help with that efficiency nor the mission of actually improving Absolutely. that right and yeah. what's kind of fascinating is i, I, I liked your kind of You know, banking analogy, if you will, like that, that used to be the small business advocate and it still is in a certain respect, right? But, you know, we've gone through a couple of banking crises in the past decade or so. And do you think that, you know, I know your background's in banking, it right? Do you it. think that kind of contributed? Because you, I mean, you, you didn't work at a bank for like two years. You know, I don't want to age <laughs> you, but you worked there for a long time. I know,
1: like, I was in the when I started. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> did, that, did that help like, you know, really contribute at least your passion for small yes, business? Yes, it did. Or, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I guess two things have had a demonstrable impact on my decision to come to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, One, my dad was a small business owner. He owned advertising agencies throughout the years. There were always small businesses and he always used to say to me, uh, you know, your biggest asset works out the door every night and you've got to look after them because you want to make sure that they walk out in the morning. And yeah, yeah. so um, I grew up uh, being aware of the conversations around the dining room table and it's there I understood that small business is actually about families yeah. a lot of the time, you know, everyone's in it together. And the other thing is when I was uh, in a banking role and I had a number of roles looking after internet banking, innovation, contact centres, uh, quite a few things. But One of the opportunities I had was to do a specific study on small businesses because the bank I was at at the time we felt like, gosh, you know, how can we do more to service them? I remember speaking to a guy saying, you know, Anna, I am in the business throughout the day. At night I work on the business, and I realise I'm not going to make payroll tomorrow. I do the accounts and this is quite a, quite a few years ago, um, but I do the accounts, and I ring your contact centre at 10pm, and do you think there's anyone there that I can speak to who understands small business, or B, could advance me an overdraft? Mm. You know, you've got to do better, and I always remember, having you know that ringing in my ear and I think you know uh, that conversation I've always reflected upon Um, because again if we believe that small businesses are here to help the health wealth and growth of you know the the world then we need to fix things for that guy (laughs) we absolutely need to and it's interesting because when we go out and speak to small businesses about who do you trust who, who your trusted advisors and how often do you use them Uh, on that sort of scale, accounting and bookkeepers are up here. Bank managers are down here. And so what we're saying to banks now is, you know, one of the coolest things you could do was just as we're going out in the community talking to our partners, go out and talk to them as well because more often than not, the small businesses will be going to their accountant or bookkeeper first. (laughs) (laughs) They won't necessarily be coming to you first. So I think the dynamics are changing quite a bit for sure.
0: I'm super curious, what's in between on that spectrum? All oh, these tech
1: advisors? Yeah. Funnily enough, are more used and trusted than bank managers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a number of others, uh, gosh, off the top of my head, I can't really remember. Well, it's kind but, of um, ironic, given I the can, fact. I can share the yeah, graph yeah, with yeah. you, yeah. It's
0: kind of ironic because... A lot of accountants, like at least the old school ones, they're very hesitant with tech, you know, yeah. and technology, and so they're trusting tech advisors over the business or the bank manager, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and it is interesting, and I think what we're saying to those partners, even if you don't get it, hire people into your business, hire cloud integrators into your business, because we can see it pays dividends. You know, sure. the practices that are, are active in that space are growing their net profit sixty yeah. percent faster. Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh so a lot of yeah. folks kind of spread out and, and if we kind of drill down into, you know, you're clearly from New Zealand given the accent, you know, but like what's uh, what's been kind of the, the the power, what's been really unique about building, you know, zero specifically in New Zealand and, and being kind of the base?
1: Yeah, look, I think, um, I mean, we learn from all of our communities, obviously, but I sure. think... You know, the cool thing about uh, building it out of New Zealand is that we have what we call a number eight wire mentality here in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And number eight wire is a wire that farmers use throughout New Zealand and they can fix anything with it. Uh, (laughs) So we get in and we just go, oh, how are we going to fix that? I don't know, we'll just put this together. And, you know, it comes back to our values that are very... Uh, centred from Rod our founder you know he grew up in the Hawke's Bay here in New Zealand and it's been beautiful uh, in terms of everything we do and that's about the relationships that we have as much as about our brand it's about being human so treating people as you want to be treated um, and being staying humble Mm -hmm. Uh, it's about challenge it's about ownership You know, so all of those things are sort of growing up in terms of the DNA and the fabric of our our founder, Raj, Mm -hmm. and that's permeated through all of our offices in every region, and we look for people that hold those values and that exude those values. Uh, and they are everywhere you you look for them, but it's almost like this zero community yeah. uh, that really does believe in those values. And it doesn't matter where you are, if you're in Melbourne, if you're in London, Norton Kings, Denver, San Francisco, if you're a zero, you yeah. hold those values really dear to your heart.
0: I mean, those values, thankfully, they're everywhere, right? You know, yeah. in certain places. Yeah. But do you think that, or, or maybe ask a differently, different way, like, what do you think makes you know building a company in you know Australia or New Zealand? And I'm very clear that those are not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, every time we brought it up, uh, you know, when we were in Sydney, they're like, no, 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 no we're not Kiwis. You know, yeah, in, yeah, in a friendly I know. Way, and in it a friendly it way. is, yeah. and they
1: are quite different. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: absolutely. But you know, maybe about New Zealand specifically. Like, what do you think is unique about building a company or or having a company here? Like, you know, if if someone was going to start a tech company tomorrow in Wellington or Auckland like what what would they be walking into versus maybe in the States or somewhere else?
1: I think uh, you'd be walking into a talent pool that is quite ambidextrous. So uh, you'd be walking into an organisation if you've pulled uh, people from the local community that will understand that they might need to be a software engineer one day, they might need to be going out and visiting a client another day (laughs) and working on the marketing plan the next. And so I think, you know, that's the sort of uh, number eight wire mentality that I've talked about. Um, I also think too, you know, the opportunities uh, in New Zealand and I guess just the business, sense that's pivoting into uh, services and exporting more services because we understand that while tourism and uh, agriculture have been core to our growth we know that moving forward it's about exporting services and software businesses that will make us super successful and so ICT or technology is the fastest growing sector in New Zealand so you'll also find a very startup culture, entrepreneur culture, wherever you go in New Zealand, which I think is super exciting.
0: No, that's cool. And, and does the government, I know in Sydney or in Australia, I should say they have some really good R&D credits and things like that. It sounds like the government is as, as supportive. Do they have any specific... Yeah, so they
1: have have research grants. We also have uh, the Callaghan Innovation Trust, which has specific grants for uh, technology. Uh, I think in the last budget round, the government announced uh, a lot more grants for technology, but also recently uh, the education minister here came out and said, we're going to invest in digital education for our kids because we know that that is going to build us the future that we all need to invest in. So something really dead in my heart, and I was so pleased to hear that. So uh, we are taking a hill view literally right from cradle to grave about technology has to be the foundation for us moving forward
0: oh that's great kind of a funny question what did you want to be when you grew up or when you were growing up (laughs) like what was like like i don't know if anyone imagines being the chief partner officer at zero (laughs) Um, it's okay if you did but you know what what was kind of the, when you were in elementary school or, you know, what were you dreaming about?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question. I, um, in fact, someone someone recently asked me that. So I grew up, uh, the lion's share of, of my childhood was uh, from about the age of eight in a small town in the Waikato, which is very rural. Uh, so it's a place just out of Ngaramo here. And provincial New Zealand grew up uh, in sharing sheds, helping you know um, she had a sheep and lamb and you know you couldn't get any more country right and so um, I was very grounded I guess in community But also, too, uh, whether I was at my mum's house there or my dad's house here in Auckland, and he was talking about what was happening on the advertising agency circuit. Uh, My mum would be talking about the social issues of the day. We were always expected to have an opinion and to contribute. And it was also a very um, purposeful conversation Uh, We always spoke about equity and fairness uh, in the community. And so I think for me, I didn't really have a picture of what I was going to do. Maybe journalism, but what I did want to do, I knew I wanted to have an opportunity to make a difference and do that in a way where I could really contribute. And I knew that I could have the space to contribute. So recently I was asked to talk about my personal purpose and what came to me was... Um, democratizing success through technology. Because just as we've talked about it with small business, technology really does ensure that all those things that used to be barriers to success in the past are now removed. All the things for small businesses that you know, big business could only use data, you know, efficiencies. They now have the best cloud apps globally that at their disposal. You know, uh, they can get access to capital through banks because we've given them the the rights to uh, expose their data. So I think for me, um, that was sort of the origin mm. and it's probably why I've ended up here. But if you ask me to draw a straight line between the two.
0: Sure, sure, sure. A huge thank you to Anna Curzon for joining us on Protect the Hustle. With her help, we now have a deeper appreciation for all things partnerships. Today we talked about being a champion for small businesses, democratizing success with technology, why accountants are superheroes, when growth isn't the goal, and the number eight wire mentality. Oh, and if you want to support ProfitWell in the show, we would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review of this podcast or the equivalent rating wherever you listen and watch. I actually told my dog Sloan that you were going to do this, and I know you don't want to disappoint Sloan. So she is Sloan the sass dog. So please make sure you do this. Anyways, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to and tell your friends about Protect the Hustle a podcast from Profilewell Recur, the largest, fastest-growing media network dedicated to the world of subscriptions.